Hello and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Monday, February 13th, 2023. <clears throat> I'm Mike Kachapoli. All right, here we are. Start of a new week. A new week. Um, we are on the, this is Valentine's Day Eve. Valentine's Day Eve. And, um, I wish I could say there were a lot of good things to talk about, Valentine's Week things to talk about, whatever that means. I don't know what that even means, but there's not. There's not. I'm just reading. I just I just turned on Fox News. I, I don't know where I was all night. I was watching hockey all night, and uh, I just turned on Fox News about 15 minutes ago, and I see there's another shooting, um, a 43-year-old gunman at Michigan State University. So it's a huge university, right? Michigan State University. Uh, some guy came in, 43 years old, supposedly not associated with the um, with the university at all. And he shot eight people and killed three of them. Five of them were in the hospital, critical condition. And of course, the, uh, the um, gunman uh, with such courage killed himself and uh, died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. I'm, I'm, I'm just watching images now. I'm not sure what I'm seeing. So I think they were carrying out the gunman who killed himself. Um, yes, Michigan State University shooter was, what are you saying, Mike? Was black? CNN won't say the shooter. Was he black? I don't know. I can't. There's, a, I, I, there's some images. They have some images like um, camera images of the guy breaking in, it looks like. With, I, I can't tell. It's a very blurry image. One thing I can tell for sure is he's wearing a mask, you know, like a surgical, like, you know, a COVID mask because he was afraid of getting COVID. So that's why he was wearing the mask. This, you know, this is the thing no one wants to talk about. And we'll get into some other stuff regarding COVID mandates, which the uh, <clears throat> the mayor of New York, Eric Adams, is concerned with. Not Not concerned with crime, not concerned with homelessness. Not concerned with anything, not concerned with the economy, not concerned with immigration, is concerned with COVID mandates. That's what this, this moron's obsessed with. But everything, every single crime I see, it could be from stealing candy to, to a mass shooting, these people are wearing these COVID masks. These aren't masks they wore before COVID. These aren't the kind of masks I saw criminals wearing before COVID. You know, sometimes they'd, you'd see videos of crimes being committed and they'd be wearing no masks, right? Or sometimes they'd wear those, you know, what do you call it? Like those um, uh, ski masks. But now we're seeing all these criminals, large and small, small, big and large, wearing COVID masks. Well, let's see. Is he a guy wearing a COVID mask? I think so. I'm looking at the image now. Well, actually, it's a ball cap. He's probably wearing a mask. And I see what looks like a handgun. It doesn't look like uh, uh, an automatic rifle. It looks like it's just a handgun in his in his right hand. Um and that will annoy people. That will annoy the left. That is, if, if an automatic rifle is not associated with this, the left would be very annoyed about that. Um, but uh, th I am seeing this over and over again. You know, criminals wearing masks, COVID masks, cloth masks. And the fact of the matter is that masks at this point should be banned. They should be banned. You should not be able to go into an establishment with a mask on anymore. If let's go back to normal times, let's go back to February. If can you remember normal times? Can you remember February of 2020? Let's go back to February of 2020. Anyone wearing a, a, a surgical mask going into a bank or a store, immediately the, the store owner would, would grab for their gun 
or the bank would press the button for the police to come. Okay, that's normal. That's the normal thing to do when someone enters your establishment with a fucking surgical mask on. You assume they're insane and they're going to try to hurt you or rob you. Okay, but not anymore. Remember, during the heart of COVID, it was illegal to go into a bank without a mask. That's how fucking bad crap crazy people were. That's how fucking insane this world was. You had to wear a mask to go into a bank. But it's at the point now where it's obvious these people are wearing masks just so they can hide their fucking faces so they can get rid of hurting, killing someone, or robbing someone. Make them illegal. You cannot enter an establishment with a mask on. You want to wear a mask out in a fucking park? You want to wear a mask like a fucking nut job in the street? Go ahead. But you cannot wear them into an establishment where there's money or goods. Period. I'm tired of this shit. No one talks about it. Every video of a criminal, like I said, whether they're stealing $20 or they're killing people, they're wearing fucking COVID masks. Enough is enough. It's 2023. Make these fucking things illegal indoors, period. And if I were mayor of San Francisco, masks would be illegal, illegal to wear in an establishment. You can't come in. You can't go in. You're too afraid. Stay fucking home and order Postmates, you fucking nut job. Enough is enough with this shit. Enough is enough. When's it going to be over? In, in 2089? 3120? Come on! Three fucking years! Look, I didn't want to start yelling on a Monday. I don't want to start the week this way. I don't want to start the week yelling at you. But I think you all get it, right? Yeah, Mike. Mike says if he's working at a 7-Eleven and someone comes in with a mask, he's going to shoot them. <laughs> Make sure they try to rob you first. You can't do. You can't shoot anyone if they try to kill you anymore. Look, look at this. Look at the poor rancher on the border in Arizona. Right? Illegals. Someone committing a crime. An illegal alien from Mexico comes on their property, and he shoots them, and he goes to jail with a million dollar bail. That's the fucked up world we're living in now. You used to be able to count on Arizona to do the right thing when, like, Joe Arpaio was a sheriff there, but not anymore. Not with this nut job Dobbs running the fucking state. It's now a liberal lunatic state, just like California. You arrest an Arizona rancher, a rancher, 74 years old, who contributes to the economy of Arizona. Without the ranchers, there is no fucking economy in Arizona. An illegal alien committing a crime comes on their property. They have the right to shoot the person. And from what I understand, he actually issued a warning shot. And the guy may have done something to him first. Tried to, so he was defending his life. And he goes to put him in jail with a million-dollar bond. Real criminals don't get million-dollar bonds. Real criminals are out the next day on no-cash bail. Who are they kidding? Who are they kidding, these virtue-signaling fucking lunatics? Trying to make a point of what? What are they trying to make a point of? That the border's open and we're all open-season for criminals and illegal aliens? If you live in the United States of America, you're open, open season for criminals and illegal aliens. (sighs) 
I'm going to play a, a video now. While we're on the issue, while we're on the issue, I'm doing a, I started this a couple of weeks ago. Um, this is my, let me try to cue the video up if I can, if I can cue this up properly here. But Mayor Eric Adams in New York City, they had they were talking to him, doing some kind of interview with him. And uh, you would think the first thing on his mind, being the mayor of New York, would be maybe crime, maybe homelessness, maybe it's impossible to live there, rents are too high, no jobs, everything's closing, shit on the streets, immigration, immigrants taking over hotels, wanting four-star, maybe those things would be on his mind. That would be on my mind if I were the mayor of New York City. Um, but no, not, not on his mind. Not on his mind. This is, uh, I'm playing this from News 12. I want to give them credit. This is the video. If this is the one, this, I'm not, this might not even be it. Let me see. I don't know. I don't think it's it. Right. It's funny. You, you, you Google Eric Adams and you, you Google Eric Adams and it comes up with New York City Mayor Eric Adams says vaccine mandates could return because COVID isn't going away. And there's a video underneath has nothing to do with that. There's no video of Eric Adams saying that. It's out there. But this ain't it. Why would you put that as the heading? What is this? MSN Market Watch? Why would you put that as the heading and then the, put a video of something totally different? Well, who needs his voice? But I do want to lead into it with this. This is the this is our Eric, this is our Mayor Eric Adams update. Thank you, Isaac Hayes. This is becoming like a musical show. You notice that we have uh, we have John Williams every Friday, and I want to thank Isaac Hayes. Isaac Hayes has a, has agreed to do the my Eric Adams intro every time I talk about Eric Adams. Uh, Isaac Hayes has uh, has agreed to uh, play the Shaft, the Shaft theme theme from the, the Shaft because Mayor Eric Adams reminds me of Shaft. You know, cool guy, right? Muscular, strong, likes to wear tight clothes to show how buff his body is, likes to wear those tight jackets, tight shirts. Tough guy goes to the border with the jacket that says NYC mayor on it. I'm a tough guy. I'm NYC mayor. Don't fuck with me. So he was asked about the 2,000 people who were fired because they chose not to be vaccinated. He said, well, they can reapply for their jobs. Uh Adam said when COVID was at its worst, after seeing trailers of bodies, of course, that's a lie. There were no trailers. Of, in his fucking, in his, in his liberal warped brain, there were trailers of bodies. There were no trailers. The trailers of bodies didn't exist. The fact that he would say that shows what a fucking idiot he is. Many more people have died. Yeah, this is what he says. Many more people would have died if the uh, mandates were not, weren't put in place. So he wanted to thank the great Bill de Blasio for putting these great, never mind that it had been 5 million studies. If you're a total jackass, you need the studies. But okay, say you're a total fucking idiot like Eric Adams. You could still access about 5 million studies 
that have been done now that shows that the mandates did not save lives. That When he talks about those mandates that de Blasio did, he's talking about lockdowns, mask mandates, and vaccine mandates. We know all three of those things didn't work. We know all three of those things hurt and killed more people than if the government had just sit on their fucking stupid fucking hands for three years. So if you need studies because you're a fucking moron and have no uncommon sense, if you're a fucking idiot and you need studies, we have them now. We didn't have them three years ago, but we got them now. And all the studies show if Eric Adams would take one fuck, if this fucking moron, if this fucking idiot would take one minute and go on Google, he'd see about 20 million studies that show that masks, vaccine mandates and lockdowns hurt more people, killed more people than they saved. Study after study. But he says, no, mandates save lives. He's talking as though he lives in a fucking different different universe, a different stratosphere, a different reality from the rest of us. So he says many more people to die. He thanks the fucking lunatic moron Tower of Jelly de Blasio, a fucking low IQ asshole who New Yorkers hated from day one, who got like minus 20,000 votes when he ran for president, the fucking idiot. The guy who tried to run for Congress, his own district, his own block didn't want him running for Congress. He couldn't run for Congress in his own neighborhood. And he thanks him. This is the guy that went on fucking television in New York and ate stuffed his, his his fat face with fries and hamburgers, telling us that we get free fries and hamburgers if we get the jab. Free fire. So gain weight, get COVID and die, but get the jab and you get free fries and free Big Macs. This, this is the fucking idiot that was mayor of New York City that the new fucking idiot thanks for his great mandates. And then Eric Adams goes on to say. Now that we're seeing a normalization of COVID, meaning a normalization of a cold. Yes, Eric, colds are normal. We get cold, you fucking moron. There might be another time that we're going to have to do mandates again because these viruses are not going away. So he's talking about doing mandates that hurt and kill people again. He's, he wants to do things that didn't work. We tried them 5,000 fucking times for three years. They never worked. And he wants to see, well, we have to do it again because viruses aren't going away. So because viruses, as though three years ago, there were no viruses. So what is he saying? That viruses are not going away now, but three years ago, there were no viruses. So why don't we need these mandates before March of 2020? There were no viruses, you fucking idiot, before March of 2020. But since March of 2020, now all of a sudden, there's something called viruses and we need to do mandates. This guy is such a moron. He's such a low IQ idiot. He's such a low, he can't even talk right. He talks like his IQ is about 20. He talks like he dropped out of junior high school. And this is the mayor of New York City. But hey, he's tough and he wears tight suits to show his, his buff body and his, his gleaming head. How do you get a head like that? How do you get a head that shines? You have to buff it, right? A, a bald head can't be naturally shiny like that, can it? I mean, it shines. It's got the shining. So he must actually, every morning, he must get up. Think about these people who run our country. Think about the mayor of the largest city in the, in the, in the country. Think about the governor of the largest state in the country. One gets up and, and buffs his head in the mirror and puts on really tight suits to show his, his buff 65-year-old body, however old he is. And, uh, of course, wants to look younger than he actually is because he's so vain. And you got the other one in California who puts goop, who puts t- tons of hair gel in his head. So each morning, these guys get up. The mayor of the largest city of 8 million people in the country and shines his head for the cameras. And on the other side of the country, the governor of 41 million people puts goops and goops of of hair gel in his head to look like he's out of American Psycho. 
This is who's running our country. And you wonder why I yell. You wonder why I constantly say I got to get out of here. This is who's running our country. The hair gel king of California and Shaft in New York. This is why we are fucked people. This is why we're in a world of shit. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. I wonder if Brady can calm me down. Hey Brady, I'm giving you a chance to calm me down. Go. It's good, brother. Um, I've, you know, I'm with you. I mean, I'm a liberal. I'm going to slow you down there a little bit. Just say I'm a liberal, but maybe this will make you I, I'm anti-mandate. Uh, I'm not vaccinated myself, actually. Um, I haven't had a vaccine in years. And I'll tell you that when I quit taking vaccines, I, I became healthier, like noticeably and observably healthier. I quit getting sick, like altogether. Like I rarely, if I get sick, it's like a little snuffle for a couple of days and I'm over it. Whereas back when I was getting vaccinated, it was like, dude, the fucking flu would take me out for a week or, you know, once or twice a year or something like that. And I remember so that. So you stopped getting the flu shot? Flu shot. And I quit getting the flu. <laughs> well, you know, my, my story is I've never had the flu shot. So I, How does the flu affect you? And I've never gotten the flu. So you could, you could, you do correlate. You could, you know, you could say that it makes, there's a reason why it's not a reason why. Also, I eat healthy, I work out, sure as all that, but I know I've never gotten the flu shot, and I know I've never gotten the flu, so whatever. So what? let's put it this way. Even before COVID, I decided I would never get the flu shot because I don't want to tempt fate, right? I mean, I'd never gotten the flu, so why should I get a flu shot at like almost 50 years old if I had never gotten the flu yet? It didn't make, it didn't make any sense to me. And like I said, I didn't want to tempt fate. So I, I never, I never got the flu shot. And my doctor said to me, I remember this was before COVID. This was like 2019. He said, do you want the flu shot? And I said, no, I've never gotten the flu and I've never gotten the flu shot. He goes, all right, just to let you know, if you get the flu and you don't get the shot, you're not going to die or anything, but you're going to be probably, you know, a couple of weeks, you're not going to feel really good. And I said, all right, whatever. And that was it, you know? And so I've never gotten it. So, yeah. And I'm also like you, you know, I've never gotten the vaccine and every day, every day, I thank God that I was smart enough to not get it. Because if I had gotten, if I had gotten that vaccine, Brady, uh, I day that I was going to have a stroke. I'd be worried every day, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, you know, I'm thinking about selling my sperm now. <laughs> like my sperm might Whoa. be. We go. Okay. <laughs> more, more valuable, more valuable than that of uh, someone who has not been vaccinated. It's what I heard, at least, just because of people kind of freaking out about it. That like the there's a demand for unvaccinated sperm now. I'm like, what? Is there really? Is there really a demand for unvaccinated sperm? I saw an article floating around like that. Um, now it could just be crazy people who want unvaccinated sperm, but hey, if there's a demand. <laughs> I could supply. <laughs> well, it's just, I, I just think I, I, I think as time goes by, there's going to be more of a demand, not just for that, but also unvaccinated blood. Yeah, yeah, that too. 
Yeah. So I, I think I think that's going to be a big part of unvaccinated sperm, obviously, for women who want to, you know, have, have children. But unvaccinated blood is going to be even bigger for the blood banks once they really see what kind of what, what these vaccines have done to people's blood. So that's going to be even bigger. That's going to be even bigger. You know, there's also a uh, there's also a demand now for unvaccinated breast milk. That's, that's wow. Already, that's already starting. Women, women who uh, who actually you know who can't produce breast milk and want breast milk for their for their babies are now starting to demand unvaccinated. There's a market now. There's a whole separate market for you know. There's still some lunatics who want vaccinated, but I think as time goes by, it's become less and less and less. And now, and now women want unvaccinated because they're seeing what, what the vaccine's doing to people, what it was doing to their systems. So I think now that's, that's also becoming a, a market also. It, it, look, it's only a matter, but that's, that's, what really, that's what really makes me uh, upset at Eric Adams is that we're getting, as, as more and more information comes out showing, you know, all these mandates were garbage, not just, gar- not just worthless, but hurtful. He talks about maybe having to do them again, and he thanks the last guy for doing it. I mean, these people yep. are absolute morons. Yep. And they need safe spaces to communicate. <laughs> they, they're utterly afraid of bad things like bad words. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yes. Yes, of course they're afraid of bad words. Of course they're afraid of bad and words. You know? They're afraid and, of and, bad words. They're afraid of dissenting opinions. Right. Absolutely. They're afraid of, they're afraid of, they're afraid of free speech. They're totally they live afraid in of fear. free speech. They live in fear of almost everything. That's it. And that's where, that's where I don't vibe with my fellow, uh, my fellow uh, liberals. That's where me and my fellow liberals kind of split. And they find everything offensive except things that are actually offensive, right? They find <laughs> words offensive. They find jokes offensive. They find parody off- offensive. But they don't find like things that actually harm people, like, like vaccine mandates and, and lockdowns. They don't find that stuff offensive. They want more of that. That's how crazy these people, they're bat crap insane. We have people who are really insane running the nation. Like I said, this isn't the mayor of a, of a small town like Pete Buttigieg. This isn't the governor of a, of, a, of, a, of, a, of a state the size of Alaska. These are, this is New York City and California, man. And these are the people, the morons in those cities and states elect. So, you see, that's, that's what I've always talked about here. And we talk about this all the time. You talk about your third party. You get the representation you deserve. Eric Adams can't become mayor unless people checked his name off at the voting booth. Gavin Newsom can't become governor unless people check his name off at the voting booth. They can't just appoint themselves mayor and governor. So that's the problem. It's not just like Eric Adams is insane or Gavin Newsom's insane. They both stu- they're both stupid idiots. Think of the millions of people who voted for them. They're also insane. So that's the problem. We're surrounded by these people. They're all around us, Brady. They're all around us. Well, not you. You're in Texas, you son of a bitch. How do I get to Texas? <laughs> hey, they're here in Texas. Uh, Texas is a cool place, though, I will say. But uh, they're here in Texas, too. You know, um, and, and I'll, I'll tell you this. The conservatives are just as bad as the liberals here in Texas. Um, a lot of the conservatives here in Texas are vaccinated, <laughs> you know, uh, willingly so as well. So it's a bit of a, well, bit I, of I a weird. Yeah. yeah. Is it 70% of the- <laughs> Is that the number I just heard? Seventy percent of the country is vaccinated. If 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 seven out of every ten people in the country is vaccinated, it's got to be a lot of. It can't be just liberals, right? If it was just Democrats, it would be twenty five percent, right? 
So it's obviously a lot of conservatives also got vaccinated. There's no doubt about it. That's why people who didn't get the vaccinated. Lately, I've been pretty proud of conservatives, actually. As weird as it is for me as a liberal to say, like, I have to say I'm rather proud of the actions and some of the things that the, the conservatives have been doing. They've really been coming to the party on a lot of these kind of liberal ideas that are no longer liberal. <laughs> it's kind of weird, but I'm, I'm all for it, man. You mean like free speech? You mean like free yeah, like yeah, they've come around to free speech. Yeah, that's a, a great example. I was gonna yeah, the COVID mandates, free speech, uh, even cannabis legalization and psychedelic legalization. The conservatives are more interested in that than the liberals are these days, which I find interesting. Uh, yeah, it seems to be going that way. I don't know. You know, look, the problem with the left once again is that they're really they're into the woke virtue signaling stuff. They really are. You know, they're into the stuff. And um, and that's their that's their biggest problem. And they can't seem to get out of it. Uh, you know, there's some hope that's ending. I mean, we saw this uh, Super Bowl that just happened yesterday and they did a close up of the Philadelphia Eagles coach and he was crying during the national anthem. And there was some talk about, oh, maybe this is the end of wokeness. And, you know, maybe who knows? I don't know. I, I think wokeness and virtue signaling gets them too many gets to the left too many votes gets them too much money, gets them donations, you know, fills their coffer. It's, I think it's just too, it's, it's too much of a money-making game to them, for them to drop that kind of a thing. So we'll see what happens. Fine. I can tell you that being too politically active can get you fired from your job. <laughs> oh, of course. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Get, I've been a victim of that. Yeah. You know what's funny? Here's a funny story, though, Mike. Uh, I was working for a, a non-profit community uh, years ago, and, and uh, everything's fine for five years, and then all of a sudden he started hiring some conservative people, and the conservative people my liberal politics, and uh, against me, started bully, all kinds of, you know, pick up the liberal, right, because they disagree with me. And they fired from this, they, they managed to cause so much of a fucking drama issue that they fired me from this, uh, what was it, uh, non-profit garden, right? And then uh, about a year later, they called me back and <laughs> said, hey, we've been talking, uh, you know, we're picking on, you don't work. Like a week after we fired you, <laughs> and we'd love to have you back, man. <laughs> I, I, I told him, yeah. like, sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, Brady, Brady, your your, your Wi Fi is going in and out. I can't. You, you're breaking up. Figure that out and come back in a bit. I want to. I want to play something else. But yes, you're right. Of course, we've seen. Once again, we've seen. We just, as I read with the Eric Adams. 2,000 workers in New York were fired because they didn't get the vaccine, right? 2,000 were fired. And instead of saying, okay, we're going to bring you all back now with back pay, he's, this moron says, let them reapply. Well, no, they're all going to sue his ass. They're all going to sue the city's ass. And they're all going to win. And all these liberal cities are going to go bankrupt. Watch over the last next five years, five to 10 years, all these liberal cities are going to go bankrupt based solely, well, they go bankrupt anyway because liberals spend money like, you know, these liberal mayors spend money like whores on holiday anyway 
throwing money at homelessness, throwing money at housing, and it never works. It just goes to waste. It just goes in the pockets of their friends. It's just all corruption. But they're really going to go bankrupt because all these lawsuits that are going to come through. Remember, all these lawsuits that are being filed now, it takes three, four, five years for lawsuits, especially against the city, to, to come to fruition. And when they do, they're going to lose millions and millions of dollars. 2,000 people are going to sue. 2,000 separate lawsuits there are going to be in places like New York. At least, that's minimum. That's just the city workers. So all these liberal cities are going to go totally bankrupt, okay? They're going to, to go totally in the shitter because of their illegal mandates, and they deserve it. They deserve it. Okay, this also happens. Okay, so we know about DeMar Hamlin, right? He is the uh, football player for the Buffalo Bills, who um, is 24 years old, in tip-top shape, no problems, and he got hit. Uh, he, did a, he didn't even get hit. He tackled a guy. And as he was tackling a guy, uh, what, about six weeks ago, the, the, the guy's helmet went into his, he- into his chest, and he stood up, and then he collapsed, and he had a heart attack. Um, and now he's recovering. They did CPR, and he went to the hospital for about a week, and now he's recovering. And he just did an interview with Michael Strahan. Was it Michael Strahan? I think so. Um, and uh, and here it is. This is just a one minute. This is basically him being asked what happened to him. Have the doctors told him? What caused his heart to stop beating? You're 24. Peak physical condition. Could run circles around me right now. (laughs) (laughs) How did doctor describe what happened to you? Um, um, That's how I want to stay away from. I know from my experience at the NFL, they do more tests than anything. And in the course of you having your physical, did anybody ever come back with any, say you had a heart issue or anything that was abnormal? Uh, honestly, no. Um, I've always been a, a, a healthy, young, fit, energetic, uh, you know, human being, let alone mm-hmm. athlete. Um, so it, it was something that was just, that we, we still processing and I'm still talking through with my doctors just to see what everything was. From the ice. Okay, so... When he's asked, what what an odd way to answer that question, isn't it? What reason do doctors give you for your heart stopping? And you you didn't say, you didn't say uh, they didn't know. They don't know yet. That could be an answer, right? They don't know for sure yet. We're still doing tests. They said the tests are inconclusive. Or it could be three or four things. They haven't pinned it down. He said, I want to stay away from that. Maybe that's the way. Maybe that's the way of him saying that. Maybe that's the way he answers that question. Maybe that's his own way of phrasing things. But I find that's very odd to say. I want to stay away from that. Why would you want to stay away from that? Strahan also asked him. Um, he also asked him what other question was it that was very. He had the same answer. Oh, he said, "Do you remember collapsing? Do you remember standing up?" And then collapsing. And he gave the same answer. I'd rather not talk about that. Now, is that his way of saying it's too, I don't want to go back there psychologically. It's too, it was a scary moment. I don't want to talk about it. But uh, you could, that, I don't know. I mean, that could easily be answered too, right? Which I don't remember. <laughs> I blacked out. I don't remember. I don't remember. I've seen it on the video, but I don't remember it happening. Okay. 
That'd be what I consider a more normal answer. And when he's asked, what what have the doctors told you? What happened? What happened to you? Wouldn't you be curious if you had a few 24 years old, an athlete, and you had a heart attack? Wouldn't you be curious to know what the fuck happened? Not only to know what happened in the past, but to know whether it's going to happen again. Can I play again? Supposedly they say he can play next season. So what is the reason? What is the reason for saying I don't want to talk about that? Well, let's 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 talk this out. Well, here's an interesting thing. When this happened, if you remember, when this happened about six weeks ago, what did the legacy media say right away? Right away, they were all very curious. Why did his heart stop? Right, doctors went on TV. TV doctors were were uh, opining on why it may have happened. They were speculating. Oh, it could be this rare thing that happens when you're. Your, your, your heart beats and in between beats, you get it. And it's a one in a million thing. It could be that. It could be this. It could be the other thing. Um, they were so curious about it. I mean, everyone wanted to know what happened. Uh, but since then, it's been total crickets. Since his recovery, there's been total crickets. No one has asked, okay, what happened? Why? Why has there been no more talk about it? Well, is it because we know what happened? Because they know what happened? Because they know it was the jab, or they they believe it's a good shot, it was the jab, and they don't want to go there. He doesn't want to go there. The media doesn't want to go there. The TV doctors don't want to go there. But all of a sudden, it went from everyone asking the question of what happened, and they were so happy to speculate. Or it could be this, it could be that, it could be this rare thing, it could be a genetic thing, it could be it could be something from his childhood they didn't catch. What is it? Let's find out. Well, now all of a sudden, no one cares anymore. Why doesn't it, why doesn't it, when the legacy media all of a sudden doesn't care anymore, it's like they all found out behind the scenes what the answer is, and they don't want to go there, just like DeMar Hamlin doesn't want to seem to go there. Is it because politically he doesn't want to go there? Because they told him not to go there? It's just a very odd way to answer that question. I've never seen that question. I've seen a lot of people, people who were in the car accidents, people who were victims of shootings, people ask questions about what happened, and they're very happy to answer. They're very happy to go into their diagnosis or what the doctors say. To say, I don't want to go there is very bizarre. It's an incredibly, incredibly bizarre way to answer that question. Do you remember what happened? I don't want to go there. And have the doctors told you why your heart stopped? I don't want to go there. And it, remember, wait a minute. Remember, it wasn't just I don't want to go there. It was twenty seconds of um, um. Uh, I, I don't really want to go there. Okay, it doesn't. That does, that makes no sense. If their doctor said it was that rare, we found we 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 uh, did test and it was that rare thing. Why not just say it was that rare thing, right? Or if the doctors say. We where we still have to run tests. Just say the doctors have said they still have to run tests. If the doctor said it was a pre-existing condition, say, well, it's a pre-existing. Why would you say I don't want to go there? That's like a politician says that, right? A politician says that when they're in front of the house when they've taken the fifth. I want to take the. It's like taking the fifth. I don't. That made no sense to me, other than, other than. It's the jab. It's the jab. Hey, Bill. 
How are you, bro? Hey, Mike, can you hear me okay? Yes. All right, well, um, I put some stuff in the live chat. Um, it's a site I find I found that keeps track of athletic uh, cardiac events for pro athletes. Um, the, according to that article, 1,716 athlete cardiac arrests or serious issues, and 1,214 of them resulted in death since the COVID vaccination. Now, Dr. Peter McCullough reported on this. Uh, Maria Z is out of Australia. She interviewed him. And he said the numbers show that since the vaccine, the cardiac events for athletes have increased tenfold. So uh, I would venture the NFL has talked to this young man and just perhaps, I, I, we can only speculate, but maybe he's been told to defer and that he's not a doctor and not to get into it, or I don't know, but you know what I mean? He's obviously chosen to sidestep the question. But you know isn't, that I mean? a, isn't that a bizarre, isn't that a bizarre sidestep? I mean, and, and the way he answered it, taking 30 seconds to get there, it's like he was thinking in his head, uh, should I say this, right? <laughs> I mean, if you know the answer, you know an answer, right? The answer is either we don't know yet, or I know what they, they told me it's this, right? It's very simple. You should, you should be able to come out with that in five seconds. They don't know yet, or they told me it's this. But to go um, um, for 20 seconds and finally say, I don't want to go there, is just, th that makes no sense. Yeah, well, I, I would imagine... Um... He may want to get back in the league. He's got friends who've taken the vaccine. Ah, I mean, that's a, you just admit that what yeah. you just said. He wants to get back in the league. It yeah, makes perfect sense to not want to go there because the right. league said you can be back playing next year if you play ball. Yeah, if you play ball with us, and you don't, and you don't go around yapping that it was the jab. You know, I mean, the doctors could have very well said there's a chance it's the jab, right? We don't know. It's a chance. And he doesn't even want to say that. He was told to not even say that, that they're speculating that it could be the jab. I, I don't – that kind of an answer is just very suspect. It's, very, it's a very suspicious answer. It's very much in line with, like, I take the fifth, right? I don't want to incriminate myself, <laughs> you know. I don't want to incriminate – I don't want to – but, of course, he's not incriminating himself. It's not his fault. He doesn't want to incriminate what? The league, right? Who made, who made the athletes get these things. Well, the league had a 100% vaccine policy, so if he speaks out against the vax, he's speaking out against the league. Without a doubt. Without a yeah. doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. And, you know, he doesn't have the uh, – I guess he doesn't have the – what can I say? The cachet or the money in the bank that someone oh. like Aaron, Aaron Rodgers has, right? Aaron Rodgers doesn't give a shit, you know, at this point in his career. They're not going right. to be able to do anything to him, you know. But uh, But this kid at 24 – who's been in the league for what, two years, is probably very concerned about going forward, telling the truth about something like that. And, of course, like, like you said, that would make the league look awful, right? The league, let's put it this way, Bill, seriously, common, uncommon sense. The league couldn't let that come out, that the jab, it would be bad enough if it was just the jab that they didn't mandate. But if it's the jab that they mandated that causes this to happen to a 24-year-old and could have, that mean that could happen to a... Other athletes, right? That can that can happen to other kids his age in the coming years in football. And they're not going to let that come out. No, of course not. And I would imagine he's probably got a lawyer, his mother, or somebody made sure he has one. And he's probably taking the advice of his attorney because 
know, they got medical bills and you know, I'm sure the legal cover it, but, um, you know, he was very emphatic. He's been healthy all along. He's got no pr previous conditions. So at least he clarified that issue. Um, the question is what kind of heart damage and scarring does he have now? And can he really play again? And if not, maybe he knows that the league's agreed with an attorney to give him some type of payment with a non-disclosure agreement. Do you follow me? It's possible. I can only speculate, but that wouldn't surprise me. Like, let's say you knew after talking to your doctors, Mike, that you strong chance that you won't be able to continue playing ball and you're only 24 and the commissioner gets a hold of you and says, okay, well, remember when Dick Buckets came out and, and fought the NFL, what happened to him? You never yes. saw him again as an announcer. Remember? <laughs> yes. Yes, I remember. Sure. You know, you know how it works. And so he knows. He's not stupid. So he's got a long life ahead of him. He probably realizes he may not be able to play again. Or he may try, but it may not be. Not to mention he's at about a high risk of another heart attack. You know what I mean? If it, if this was vaccine induced, do you know what I mean? It's clearly it's not from impact because the impact was dispersed by the chest plate of the pads plus the shoulder pad that hit him. The, the, the people who've had the history of that injury from impact is usually due to boys 13, 14 and under. And when they're not wearing pads and a ball hits them there, you know what I mean? They're chest well, plate. You remember the doctors who were on TV were very big on that theory when it happened, right? They were all saying that. They were mm -hmm. all saying that. And all of a sudden now, like I said, over the last month, there's been no speculation. No one's at, until my, until Strahan just asked that question. There was no, there was, there was no curiosity anymore. It went away. Yeah, well, the numbers played out. It was investigated, and that's another thing that Dr. Peter McCullough, I heard him talk about, you know, because he predicted that, first of all, this kid was not going to have any brain injury serious because his resuscitation time uh, was was very quick. Um, he was tended to with immediate medical care, with the proper uh, oxygen, whatever he needed. And uh, and then he went on to say that uh, – that that's highly unlikely. He said, we have to assume at this point, unless proven otherwise, that there was a vaccine. This is Dr. Peter McCullough. So, um, you know, so we'll see. But, um, but the other thing I wanted to mention is Yale, <laughs> Fauci has given the commencement speech at Yale. <laughs> Come oh, on. you sent me that. That's incredible. That's Can incredible. you believe it? Hey, Ed, oh. That's just that. Thanks for sending me that, by the way. I, I'm just... I was just going through it just before I went on the air. And I'm like, it's insane. It, once again, the insanity continues. But once again, these are these are these institutions. Look, the institutions of learning, in, I'll put learning in quotes, uh -huh. and, the, and the sports organizations, all the pro, pro leagues, they've uh -huh. all been the worst over the last three years oh, yeah. when it comes to anti-science mandates, vaccine, uh -huh. masking, lockdowns. Remember, sports locked down first, right? It was yeah. the sports that locked down before – the politicians locked the rest of us down. They mm -hmm. led the way. They set the example. We have to stop, right? We have to go home. Yeah. And and that they, they kept with that all the way through. You still see reporters having to wear masks in some locker rooms. Now, still. You still Crazy. see these sideline reporters and these locker room reporters with their stupid masks on. It's so yeah. idiotic. They won't drop it. And now you tell me Yale is having Fauci as a commander. It makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. The insanity never ends. And, you know, like, like we talked about earlier, the 20 
for 2025, they got the severe epidemic and terror virus respiratory syndrome, Sears, all tabletopped out, uh, John Hopkins University and the World Health Organization. And that's supposed to be related to the polio virus and give kids polio and brain damage. And, you know, we'll see. They use two big scary words to start, severe epidemic. You know what I mean? So don't be surprised. You know what I mean? If between now and then, you know, we, 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 we know the playbook. You know what I mean, bro? And it's sad because yellow go right along with it and it's never going to end. They got the RNA platform. They have full intention of multiple more vaccines being rolled out based on that. Oh, the other thing I just remembered, I put it in the live chat, um, LifeSite News over a year ago came out with a report, 47 studies that show that masks are not effective in stopping the spread of respiratory illness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that last study that was done, it was like, it was, it was something like, like you said, like it was like 46, it was like a compilation of 46 studies, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then there was, <laughs> yeah, it was like a compilation of 46 but, but, yeah, yeah, but it was a double whammy because 32 studies show that the mask had actual, actual negative effects between, you know, all other kinds of, of, of side effects from wearing masks full time. First of all, they're supposed to, you're supposed to change that mask anytime it gets moist from your yeah, breath. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure kids really did that, huh? Oh, of course not. Because the, now you're breathing and exhaling and things, the breed in the mask. Do you follow me? And then you're, you're, yeah. Even even in those in that time period while uh, I was wearing them because you couldn't go into any place here mm-hmm. in San Francisco without them. You couldn't go into a doctor's office. You still can't, but you couldn't go into a drugstore. You couldn't go into a food store. You couldn't. Do... I I I first of all I went on Amazon, <laughs> and I bought the most porous mask possible. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was hot. You when you were wearing it, you didn't even feel like you were wearing a mask. Right. Um, mm-hmm. No problem breathing through it at all. But let me tell you something. If I wore it for one hour, I'd wash it. Oh yeah. If I wore it for one hour, I'd wash it and make sure and dry it out before I wore it again with soap oh. and hot water. I would never wear a mask two days in a row without washing it. Now that could be part of my OCD or whatever, but no, I I've read about this. This is a big problem in 1918 too with the flu, right? Was yeah. the was the was the germs that were in the mask getting in people's systems? They were getting to their lungs, right? And, yeah, well, and, uh, and it was causing more problems. Could you imagine kids over the last three years what they did with those masks and put them back on their face? Oh, it's terrible. I mean, how about how about, how about coughing and spitting and sneezing into them and continuing to wear them? Yeah, well, uh, also th- th- there was a study done. I think Fox News put it up a long time ago that showed all the things that breed in the mask, all these different, you know, bacteria and all anything you can imagine. Because when we breathe it, we're always breathing in all kinds of crap from pollens to viruses and bacteria. And then our mucous membranes, their first line of defense, deal with it. And if it gets beyond that, you get into the T killer cells. You know, I'm not a scientist, but, you know, obviously Daniel can fill you in more on that, but no audience. But the bottom line is we all have stuff in our schnozzola. Do you follow me? Yeah. True. Every day. And imagine if you had kids, they go to school, they come home, they cough and whatever. You're going to, you're going to, for heaven's sakes, the, the, you know, so uh, right away. Well, I know the germs on their fingers and stuff. They rub it all over the mat. You know, you know the, the worst thing of all things to transmit germs is, like you said, fingers to eyes, nose and mouth. And one, and one of the most contaminated things are shopping cart handles, believe yeah, it or not. Yeah. I never touch those. 
I hate touching those shopping cart. Yeah. At least now, most of the supermarkets put those wipes on out right, so, you can, you can, yeah, so you can disinfect it before you touch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, it's worse. But you know, the, the bottom line is that we were we always get stuff in our like our beaks, you know. And then I used when I used to do body work, not that I did it for a living, but just in my own garage or any painting I did spray, you know, I take that N95 off and blew my schnauzola. I always had paint come out because it gets through the seal. You know what I mean? Because it's not yes. perfect. And so, <clears throat> anyone who's done any any type of residential spray painting which i've done or anything you're going to have especially if you do it indoors you're going to you're going to get stuff in your schnauzola well the paint particles are so much larger than aerosol virus you know a droplet if someone sneezes within a few feet of you you know really i mean plus you get your mucous membranes to deal with it anyway your natural defense system but I think the thing that scared people is what we saw happening in Italy with people prone on ventilators. It was frightening. You know, I mean, literally, a lot of people saw that and it was like, what the hell is going on? You know, and uh, maybe there was a surge for people who had comorbidities. Maybe there was an engineered virus. I don't really know, but certainly scared enough people. And then we had the Elmhurst issue. Remember where people were lining up out the door, remember, to get seen. Remember that Elmhurst right here in New York? Um, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. this guy, this moron, Eric Adams, he's such an idiot. He actually quotes that thing about trailers of bodies. You know, he's what an idiot. I mean, he, he actually quotes, he actually quotes propaganda. Trailers of bodies. Trail. We saw trailers of bodies. Where were the trailers of bodies? Show me the trailers. Show me the. Tra- I never actually saw trailers where a reporter went into each of those trailers and showed photos of all the bodies in those trailers. He actually quotes this. What is, what is he going to quote next? People dropping dead in the streets in China, and then people in white hazmat suits coming and cleaning them up. Does he believe that was real? Also. Yeah, well, the trailers. The trailers were parked outside the hospitals. I don't know about. Well, don't forget, remdesivir has a one-third renal failure rate from the Ebola trials. That was the approved drug. Yeah, the trailers were parked out uh, because they wanted them there as a propaganda tool to get out to the media to scare the the hell out of people. So what do you do? You put put up your trailers outside, and you you have reporters go there and shoot them and go, that's where the bodies are going. That's where the bodies are. You don't actually ever show bodies. You don't actually go in there and do real reporting, real journalism, and find out if it's really happening or not. But you simply, you know what, you simply do, the government tells you. The government tells you, this is what we're doing. Go shoot it. Go show the world. And that's it. That's how propaganda spreads, right? That's like state-run media. And so on top, come on, Bill, we saw all the, where are all those videos of those people supposedly dropping dead in the streets of China and then the people in the white hazmat suits coming and cleaning them up? Where did those videos come from? Where did those videos come from? They came from the state media. They came from the state of China. Yeah. So that's what, that's that's how it all spreads. So the American government, because we know what happened here, Bill, the left, the liberals, the Democrats, they followed the Chinese Communist Party agenda. And the Chinese Communist Party propaganda. So they saw how effective their propaganda was with the people dropping dead in the streets, the actors dropping dead in the streets, and the people in white hazmat suits coming and cleaning them up. And they said, well, what can we do here? We probably can't do anything that extreme because even though the media here sucks, they're fucking idiots that suck at their jobs. 
that's probably not even that's not going to fly even here. So what we'll do is we'll line up uh, trailers and say their bodies and they're frozen. They're in there and they're frozen bodies. They're taken out of the they're, they, you know these the trailers are there because there's so many bodies they can't fit them in a hospital morgue. That's what we'll do. That that's we can we can pass that off to our media and they'll help us spread the propaganda that way. And that's what they did. But when you talk to real doctors like here in San Francisco, when I talk to a doctor friend of mine who runs on the weekend a hospital that was a COVID specific hospital, he tells me all that was garbage. Never oh, overrun. Yeah. Never overrun that. like that. Never bodies piling up. It was all bullshit. Okay, I thought it was a remdesivir that was taking people out, but I didn't know that 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 weren't. I I didn't know whether there were bodies or not. You know, I didn't have a friend who was a doctor. But um, yeah. at any rate, uh, so that's interesting. Wow, that's pretty fucked up. Well, you know, we allegedly had twenty five percent of the world's COVID deaths with four point three percent of the world's population. How does that happen? Metabolic syndrome. I mean. You know, I mean, the other thing is they found that the death actuary table rates apparently for 2021 did not go up any more than any, uh, you know, flu season that was a little worse than others, but nothing major. And then it was 2021 to 2022 where um, the life insurance actuary tables have skyrocketed on working age. <laughs> yeah, because people are dying from the shot. Not the, yeah, not the, yeah, more people yeah. are dying from the shot than from the COVID. That's why. That's why mm -hmm. those numbers are that way. You know, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's sad because the, 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 the people still, you know, in calling, there's a smaller group like Brady's involved and others that kind of do like smaller, I don't know how else to put it, but rooms with local folk, you know what I mean? Not someone like you who's been WABC program work, you know, not on your level type of thing. You know what I mean? And there's sort of a small group and there's still people in those certain groups that still believe in the COVID narrative. And, you know, I mean, that I think part of it is they've been vaccinated and it's fearful. Think about it, Mike. I mean, if, if, if you had gotten several vaccines and boosters, no one would want to let in the idea that now you might be more susceptible to vaccine induced illnesses. I mean, that's a pretty scary thought. You know what I mean? So it's very, very scary, of course. Natural, um, what's that called? The cognitive distance. You're going to push it away and say, ah, nah, nah, I don't want to hear that or I don't believe that. It'd be very f scary to think. Uh, but uh, but they say the vaccine uptake for the this bivalent vaccine was only like 16%, I think, last I heard. So it's people... Is that right? Did you hear something like that? that oh, I think, I think I think that's about that's the highest. I think. I mean, yeah. I think that I think that if you take out if you take out the most if you take out elderly people, it's in the single digits. Oh, okay. Single digits. Yeah. No, people are, and no one's giving it to their kid. Thank God. No one's giving it to their thank kid. God. Oh yeah, no. God. Why? You know. You know that. Look, most people, even even dumbass liberal Democrats, know know in their heart that children are at such low risk for COVID. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not sure what might happen later in life if they give them that vaccine. So they, they do the cost-benefit analysis, and they even even they realize it's not worth it. Hey, so I was listening to your show earlier. So this mayor in New York, what what insanity is he trying to do now with Matt? Is he doing anything with mandates for? No, he's just, yeah, he's just praising De Blasio, the former mayor, and saying these mandates save lives. And oh, since God. viruses aren't going away, we might have to do them again. Soon. Oh yeah, they're getting us primed up. Got to get ready for the next one. Like Bill Gates, uh, next one will get their attention. Remember? Yeah, this is when you have no intelligence. You have no. You have no intelligence. You have no 
uncommon sense. You have none of that. You have no none of it. You know, you're low IQ. You're an idiot. You were elected uh, for obvious reasons in New York City, and and that's what happens. Once again, we get the representation we deserve, right? You and I don't deserve it. But we got to live with it. If you're in that kind of a city or the city I'm in, we got to live with it because they outnumber us. Yeah, the media, you know, it's like, like you said, Joseph Goebbels, uh, tell a lie over and over again loud enough, uh, people believe it's true. And there's a lot of people of the older generation, you know, that's what they know. They don't know the other platforms. They know their, you know, normal channels they grew up watching and they, they're not going to see it differently. You know what I mean? And that gets passed on, unfortunately. And, but, you know, thank God that, we're seeing the numbers where people haven't been getting, I just hate to see elderly getting this when we know vitamin D3, zinc, zinc, ionophores. I mean, I know uh, Daniel sees that most American diets have enough of that already from what he says. I heard him say that, but um, you know, I don't know in a nursing care facility. I know they have all the, all the recommended daily allowances covered in their meal programs. You know what I mean? So yeah, if sure. you know, yeah. so they're going to be getting that. I don't know if any extra can help boost immunity, but again, um, if if they're given remdesivir and put on a ventilator, that's a death sentence. Do you follow me? So that's the protocol um, for people. And they also said that sometimes people were in the hospital because they're having anxiety. You know, they're afraid. You know, maybe they've got a cold. And didn't you hear that too? That some people, of course, because the intensivists that are running the emergency rooms and the dollar incentive is the incentive, the incentives to find someone positive, they get kickback. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about. You know. Oh, they've gotten yeah the kickbacks for well the kickbacks for labeling deaths as COVID were, were yes. that yes. was a big that was a big part of it that was that was that's a big part of the corruption that's a big right. part of the corruption you know so um, yeah it's uh, it, look the whole thing is it's 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 absolutely insane yeah. it's absolutely insane that we still have people thinking that what mm-hmm. they did worked can you imagine we have people who think that what they did worked that what they okay. did didn't harm people mm-hmm. I mean it's it's yeah. It's 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 appalling. It's absolutely appalling. Yeah, when you think, well, Foggy is going to be giving the commencement speech for for Yale graduates who are going to be physicians. I mean, that's the yeah. skill. This Medical. is why what Sarah Huckabee Sanders said was a hundred percent accurate. It's not the difference between Republican or Democrat anymore. Not now. It's not the difference between conservative and liberal or left and right. It's normal and crazy. That's yeah. the thing. Right now, it's in, in 2023. It's the different. I, I don't. I'm not saying this is the way it was 40 years ago. I'm not saying it's the way it'll be 40 years from now. But right mm-hmm. now, it's the difference between normal and crazy. Period. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Well, mm-hmm. they had. Um, wasn't it? Remember the Great Barrington Declaration? Wasn't one of those doctors a Yale doctor who? Remember oh, the Great. Yeah, yes, Yale, Stanford. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, well, Jay. I know Jay Bhattacharya, Stanford. Uh, uh-huh. Scott Atlas is Stanford, you know. Marty yeah. McCarry is uh, Johns Hopkins, you know. So I, these these are major places. These aren't fly by night universities, you know. know. And, and the amazing thing was, and I, I'm glad uh, they were grilled uh, in Congress, but uh-huh. uh, about about these these assholes, these techies at Twitter, thinking they knew more. Oh, it's crazy. Than Stanford oh doctors, they knew more than than Yale doctors. They knew more 
than Johns Hopkins University doctors. These techies knew more than these doctors about the science around COVID and mandates and such. Such hubris, man, such incredible, incredible hubris. Well, they were just taking orders from their masters. They don't right. know shit. Yeah. I, I love it. Gade, that asshole Gade, G-A-D-E, oh, yeah. the woman, says, we had legal orders. Well, what legal orders? There weren't legal orders. When no. the F, when some schmuck named Elvis, at the, <laughs> Elvis Chan, at the San Francisco FBI, says, mm-hmm. since, that's not a legal order. That's some dick at the FBI. That's not a judge. There wasn't one order by a judge. That's no. what I should, that's what I would say if I was in front of Congress. Why didn't you people, when you began Twitter, why didn't you tell people like Elvis Chan or politicians or, or Shifty Shift or any of these people, if you want us to do something, you get a order from a judge. Otherwise, you have no say in what we do. Why didn't they say that? Um, it's, uh, they're, they're bought out. I mean, what can you say? Sponsored by Pfizer and big tech. I mean, working together. I, are, I, I are, they that du- are these techies that dumb that they think if, if a schmuck at the FBI or a congressman tells them to do something, it's a legal order? No, I think that's just an alibi they use um, to play victim because obviously they know better. They're not stupid. I, I think that's, they're probably told to say that for to some authority, no matter how, you know. Oh, we didn't know. We, we were too dumb to know better, so we're not responsible. <laughs> well, you know, hey, yeah, the, the, the FBI scared me. I got to do what they said, or you know, I don't know. I, no, no, it was it was more like we liked being. It made us feel important and powerful to be buddy buddy with the exactly. FBI. It, it made us feel important and powerful to be buddy buddy with a senator or a congressman and do what they say, and be, be in their good graces. And as we saw afterward, the, didn't the FBI give them millions of dollars in kickbacks to do their bidding for them? Didn't we? Come on. So it, it, it's obvious why they did it. It's obvious why they did it. Right, you know? right. Oh, the guy at the FBI, I'm in San Francisco, and the guy who runs the FBI in San Francisco is my buddy now, and I do what he wants, and we, he scratches my back, and I scratch his, and this made these little nothing shitballs feel important. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah, it was. We know that. Hey, what did what did you hear? I know not to change the subject, but but I, I did want to get your thoughts on this uh, train derailment of the uh, cars. That is, this, they, is there a train derailment every week now? Well, I'm talking about the big one where they lit the uh, chemicals on fire. But there was another the, one, another one today. It was like oh, the no. Third, yeah. Oh yes. shit! I didn't hear about Earlier that. today, it was like the third train. People are trying to figure out what's going on here. First of all, I'll get into this in in a minute. Bill, but okay. not just these train derailments, but what, what what's with these? What if we shot down five balloons now? Five different things? Five different UFOs in the last week and a half? What what's going on? What the hell is uh, that? You want my initial thoughts? I, sure. I think, yeah. um, like I like I, I <laughs> give him the old razzle dazzle razzle dazzle. It can't be possible. It can't be possible. These things just started getting into our airspace over the last ten days, right? It's impossible. In other words, these things ha- have to have been happening for years, and we never knew about it, or we never told about it. Yeah, but Mike, think about the satellite capacities for surveillance. I don't know that these. I don't know enough about these balloons. Who am I to say? But or whatever these objects allegedly are, but. Um, you know, not to mention all those trade agreements with China were well established, bipartisan. I, I, 
I don't buy the propaganda China's our enemy, but the, 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 those trade agreements that are established, uh, that was to benefit the U.S. corporate, you know, uh, transfer of manufacturing overseas. So I, I just can't buy into it. I don't know what's going on. To me, well, it's... Hey, but, but, but one, one guy in the Justice Department or one, some department said it could be aliens. He actually, yeah. said, he actually said that yesterday. He said, oh, maybe it could be aliens. He was serious. He was serious. Well, should, should we be shooting them down? I don't want to make them too upset. I don't want to make them upset. <laughs> I, I, I can see Independence Day happening soon. It's well, you know, Kissinger made a comment. I'll search for I know while you're taking another call, I'll put it on live chat. He made a comment. I recall, I'm going to paraphrase it. That's my recollection. Something about this is back when he, I mean, he's 99 now, I think. Kissinger is a freaking maniac still around. But anyway, but what he was basically saying that, uh, you know, the, at the time when he made this comment that people would not want uh, the military or militarized police in Los Angeles, but if there was a common, sort of like a common threat from, oh gosh, Mike, I'll go find it. As if it was, even if it was an invading force from outside but he kind of alluded to it like like an outside not an outside country but like let me find it because i'm i'm messing it up but he made some bizarre comment how that would bring people together as if maybe the idea of an alien invasion of being both sides together and under one umbrella sort of this new world order agenda to fight some outside invasive force that we've all nations got to come together for. I know it sounds crazy. Or, or, or we've been just, the government's been covering up for UFOs for years. Now they can't do it anymore. Now the cat's well, out of the bag, you know, so. I, I'll give you a last thought on that. I think, first of all, like George Carlin said, like we, well, we can't be the most intelligent species in the universe. Just look at what freaking player. Well, if they were more intelligent, if they were more intelligent than us, they wouldn't let a guy like Biden kill them and shoot them out of the sky. No, that's true. And, and they probably <laughs> circle player. I, I doubt it's the aliens. I doubt it's the aliens because they'd have some ability to for us to not be able to do that to them. So I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's no, I doubt it's aliens. That all yeah. this happens. All this is happening. This is like the train derailments and these and these objects being shot out of the sky are all happening over the last like two, three weeks. It's all happening now at the same time. Maybe, just maybe, it's the uh, the trying to push this great reset agenda. The World Economic Forum, who penet that penetrated world governments, Macron, Trudeau, and you know the rest of them, and they have an agenda. And and you know, I don't. I heard a rumor, Bill. I just I heard yeah. a rumor, just a rumor. I can't I, I can't corroborate this. I heard the rumor that Biden almost shot down Rihanna, almost shot her off a platform. She thought it was a UFO. <laughs> That's my joke. Actually, I was sending. It's so funny. Yesterday, I'm watching Super Bowl and I'm seeing that those weird platforms. That was really bizarre. I mean, that was really high up. I give her credit. I never would have done that, especially being pregnant. But uh, and they're all and the, the and the people in the white suits are all dancing on those friggin' platforms. They're thousands of feet. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> we gotta watch out that Biden doesn't shoot them down, thinking they're UFOs. And so I tweet that. I tweet that. And it seems to have gone a little viral. But it's just it's 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 idiotic. I, I hope we don't start like shooting down airplanes, right? <laughs> I hope we don't start shooting down things that belong to us, because it seems like now there's some paranoia out there, you know. Yeah, well, do you remember uh, what was his name? Uh, the War of the Worlds, Orson Welles. Remember that whole thing? 
where uh, allegedly people killed themselves because they thought we were being invaded by a, a Martian force. Remember War of the Worlds? It was a radio broadcast. Uh, yes, and I, and, and I saw the Spielberg movie, which was pretty good, actually. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, well, you know, the, the, here we are, where the world's too. They're going to try and generate some more madness. and Incredible. Incred Bill, Bill, let me let you go. Thanks for the call. Yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate it, as always. Thank yeah, you. good talking to you, Mike. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Who's up next? Uh, Gator. Gator, how's everything over there in... Uh, in the UK, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty much as as ridiculous as uh, as in in the US. Um, Have you guys shot down any balloons yet? Anything shoot? Any, you guys shooting anything out of the sky? I don't think I don't think we could afford to shoot anything down above fifty thousand feet. To be honest, <laughs> you don't have the money. Are you serious? Yeah. The UK doesn't have the money to shoot things down above fifty thousand feet. Well, we can't actually spare any fighter jets for <laughs> Ukraine, can we? So I doubt we can afford to fire a missile anywhere nowadays. Oh, that's. Do you have a theory of what's happening? Um, so given, given that they've made, making a massive hullabaloo about a single balloon, no matter what it is, you know, whether it's a spy balloon or whether it's a weather balloon, it doesn't matter because as Bill points out, you know, the satellite capability of China is they've got about 300 satellites up in, up in space, you know, doing equal levels of surveillance. So, um, given, given that they've let this go across all the way across the U S They've made a false claim that this was happening under Trump, but they don't have any evidence of that. That was literally asserted last week, and they and and then there's no evidence that that's the case. Um, I think that what they have to do now is just they're deciding that because partly because they're using this as a justification to um, make China more of an enemy, they're just repetitively shooting anything down claiming it's more examples of the same thing right yeah so that they can just go look there's loads of them it's happening loads china's doing loads of this stuff which is absolute nonsense they're just peddling a they're just amplifying their own nonsense fear narrative that's that's what i think is happening um and then with the ohio crash i mean right uh, there's a sort of a bizarre parallel here the, the the Ohio crash reportedly, from what I've read, has released chemicals including vinyl chloride, which is highly carcinogenic, um, phosgene, which is a World War One chemical warfare agent, which is totally banned and controlled under the Chemical Warfare uh, Act. Um, but it's but phosgene is also being used. Um, rumored to be being used now by the Ukrainians against Russian soldiers by dropping chemical weapons bomblets from um, uh, what do we call it? Um, drones, right? Mm -hmm. And this video footage, I've seen video footage of the Ukrainians boasting that they're doing building stuff and they're literally showing canisters kept in fridges being strapped to, to these um, drones. And there's also footage I watched which is where a drone drops these things, two of them, into a, onto two blokes, it, two soldiers it, hiding in a river in a very shallow stream. And, and one of the guys, you can't, I can't quite make out what happens to the second guy, but the first guy literally ends up in these bizarre spasms and drowns in the water. It's absolutely disturbing, right? Jesus. And it, yeah, exactly. Now, that's if the, they, they, the reports are that they're either using some kind of cyanide derivative or phosgene 
like which is actually really easy to make when you get into the chemistry of it it's incredibly easy to make um, i was shocked at how easy it is to make but it is still used as an industrial process right now phosgene is one of the things that's been released in ohio and, it, and looking at the zero hedge article and the tweets that it links to and everything that i posted in the chat um it uh, basically people are now reporting dead fish in the rivers um dead chickens and there's even one quote in there i don't know if it's real I, I haven't really done heavy due diligence on it saying that apparently some guy was saying well yeah there's like wild foxes running around who are literally like coughing showing that their eyes are absolutely watering and totally bizarre behavior from 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 wild foxes you know it's basically an environmental total and utter meltdown so i think it's a shocking indictment of the state of u.s infrastructure that's for sure well, it's it's also it's also really when you see it like this happening, where all of a sudden all this happens in a short period of time. Right? We've never heard about it before. In fact, this was the first time I understand with this balloon, with the original balloon, that our airspace had been invaded since I think it was when was this NORAD it was fifty eight. I think NORAD was developed in nineteen fifty eight, and it's the first time since NORAD's inception that the United States had their airspace invaded by an object from another country. So it's the first time, okay? Okay, so from 1958 to 2023, it never happens. And now it happens, and it's happened four or five times in a week. Yeah. Now, of course, we don't. I'll, I'll say we don't know the other. The other ones have not been clarified as what they are, where they're from, and that's part of this problem. Where is the president coming out and saying, this is what we know? What is what his, what's his deal with not wanting to tell the truth, not wanting to be open and honest? It's like, Come out and say, come out and talk to the American people. This is a very, very uh, odd thing, you know. And and then it, it's it's very to me it's very it's disquieting, right? Because you have an, you have a, yes, it could be nothing, and then it could be something big. I mean, if they can do this, what about germ warfare? What about bombs? What about all that stuff? It's it's it it just doesn't it doesn't make any sense that all of a sudden this is all happening, and we're not getting any kind of a, a real explanation as to what's going on. Right. Mm. So, well, okay. it, so that just makes you believe those uncommon sense will tell you this didn't just all start happening in the last 10 days. They just started acknowledging it's happening and shooting them down over the last 10 days. Well, there were things floating in our skies forever that were never explained, were never addressed by the government or the government knew about it and just didn't tell the people. Just like the government knew about the China balloon and wasn't going to say anything until that guy, that photographer found it. You know, so it, it's just it once again, and I, I go through this over and over again. And people got pissed off at me with the Nancy Pelosi thing, was speculating that you know there was gay escort and all this and all that, and it wasn't a real break in. It's like it's it's their fault. It's the fault of the government. It's the fault of people like Pelosi and Biden and the government for shrouding things so much, for not telling the truth, for not being open and honest. That makes us speculate about things. So, you know. UFO enthusiasts have been saying for, for decades that they've been lying about UFOs to government. They know there are aliens, that they know they've come down here, that they know people have been abducted, that they know there's life out there, and they don't want to tell us about it. And a lot of people said, oh, that's crazy horseshit, tinfoil hat, you know, Alex Jones, blah, 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 nonsense. But when something like this happens now, you have to, you have to give more credence to that kind of stuff. Right? I mean, it's just, it's, uh, they, they don't tell the truth. They hide well, that. The 
okay, there's a few, few, few different things. Like if you go back to sort of this question of, well, hasn't the Chinese sort of haven't balloons and this overflight capability been happening a load and we've just been keeping it quiet? Well, the problem with that is that NORAD has essentially come out once, once uh, last week, they said that this has happened loads under Trump and Trump has said, no, it hasn't. And NORAD then issued a statement saying, yeah, it happened at least once, but we can't find the records, right? So they're all in, already basically caught themselves in a double bind, right? If they continue to make those claims of, pre, of historic other occurrences and they can't turn up the records, they're lying. Because there's no way that you wouldn't have records of radar tracking movements of everything passing over the US. So for NORAD to say this is a lie. And in, in their statement, they actually said, yeah, it's basically we our incompetence that is why Trump doesn't know about it. Obviously, that's nonsense. That's a, that's that's a lie. You don't go through nine eleven, where NORAD claims incompetence, and then and then in twenty twenty two, NORAD still can't can't keep records of spotting balloons. Right? That's just nonsense. Absolutely. So so yeah, that part of the narrative does not add up. Basically, I would argue that there's very little credibility that whatever Biden says is happening now was happening a lot in the past to a level that was a threat. It just, I don't believe it. It's not, their story is not consistent, right? And I don't care about Trump, but this is not a defense of Trump, right? Um, but then also, just as an aside, there was a military defense contractor, American one, who has got a promotional video out showing how balloons of this kind they produce balloons of this kind specifically for spying and various mission uh, localized mission profiles so it's spying target acquisition target um, um, guidance and things like this and the video implies that basically the way that you steer them is only by is primarily by raising or lowering their altitude to drop in or out of air currents which will keep you able to roughly have the thing moving or maintaining it within a specific radius, which is obviously quite highly inaccurate and highly weather dependent, right? Yeah. Now, this video came out, and I don't know exactly when it was originated, right? Because if it came out four, five, six years ago and these things have been produced for a long time, fair enough. But if it just happened to come out last week, it could easily just be a bit of propaganda to back up or cement in people's minds that these b balloons can do X, Y and Z. Maybe they can, maybe they can't. You know, it's not it's not rocket science, is it? And um, so when it goes. So the question is, what what how does this pit fit together in big picture operations? Right. Everyone spies on everyone. Anyone who's got a capability to spy spies. Right. Or they'd be stupid if they didn't. It's 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 even internally 10 or 15 years ago, the price of a system which a nation could use to spy on its entire internal telephone network was down into the multi tens of millions of dollars to spy on your entire citizenry speaking on phones. Right. The Stasi couldn't do that and yet we we, we wouldn't have we, we we never approved the stasi doing what it did to east german citizens right and now yeah, we yeah, all do it yeah, yeah so so when it comes to um us what the question is what does the u.s do to china well we already know the u.s spies as hard on china as it can and if that puts that that puts overfly or that puts an e e6b on the border listening that puts 
a radar into positions around Norway and Finland 25 years ago that had deep scan ability into Russian territory. That's just spying. That's what we all do to each other, right? So making it a headline event now is disingenuous to suit a political purpose, which is to fund and foment the war drive towards China. I mean, we're putting, the US is putting four extra bases into the Philippines, right, in order to ramp up for making Taiwan the Ukraine of Asia, right? That's the game plan. They've admitted it, right? right. And um, this is all complete nonsense because if the US cannot fight uh, a war to beat Russia using 28 countries worth of weapons and resources and money, it's not going to beat China by by trying to, to, ex to extend itself across the South China Sea. So... And then the final thing that you mentioned is the aliens thing, right? Now, I'm kind of open-minded in some respects because what I find interesting is, and, and this has to be acknowledged, Professor Avi Loeb was, I got to speak to him a while ago, and he's a guy who's uh, very into, you know, the uh, search for extraterrestrial intelligence and life. And he pointed out that the military um, fighter pilots who have all come out since uh, who've had events that they uh, since 2004 onwards that they started to, that, that came out from about 2016 ish with that pentagon declassifications of tic tac um go fast and gimbal videos basically he said that those things are compelling enough that he has used them partially to justify his galileo project which is about looking for actual data and evidence much closer to Earth. So around within our solar system and actually in and around the planet itself, because we're actually been looking much further away using major radio telescopes to look at the, on the SETI programs. And he's saying, well, look, we need to start looking closer nearby. But even he says that he doesn't take this stuff as primary evidence because, because the fighter pilots aren't, of of an evidential standard that he can firm and firmly believe in, right? He, he he says it's 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 an indicative form of evidence that he that that makes him think right. We need to look at this. But when he looks at somebody like Bob Lazar, the guy who came out in the late ninety early nineties, he utterly dismisses him on the grounds that well, anyone can tell a story, and Bob Lazar doesn't have any evidence, so you can't take him seriously because he's trying to apply scientific rigor. So. I am cautious about how this narrative of aliens is used because what you kind of have to also entertain is it's possible, right, even if you think it's unlikely, that the fighter pilots, being members of the establishment, um, are actually involved in some kind of political narrative. Now, I'm not particularly convinced on that, but it's possible. And Avi Loeb is, you know, semi semi cautious about it but he's interested but cautious from a scientific standpoint so you know the, the one thing about the aliens is that if they were if they if we if we are going to get a revelation about them it doesn't change the fact that a we're we're, we're completely subservient to whatever they are okay and b if they were going to do anything really nasty to us to the point that we should be scared, 
they, they would have done it by now or they are doing it and we don't when we're living without even knowing about it so actually the last thing you should do is shit yourself on mass about it or let your government tell you to shit yourself on mass about aliens yep so yep. Cool. I, I wouldn't i'm pretty cool about it all to be honest yeah i mean i'm i've i've always i've always been open to the idea of life out there somewhere i i, I i've always been very suspect about people who say they were abducted right they were abducted you know the people you know, driving through Utah, you know, two in the morning and a light comes down and or people who, who claim they were even taken out of their beds and probed and anal. It's always an anal probe, right? <laughs> it is. It's always an Why is it always an anal probe? That's something, you know, you would come from the minds of, of people who were bullshitting, <laughs> basically, you know, but uh, it, it's it's always an anal probe of some kind. You know, you really think if there were intelligent, if there was a, if there were if there were aliens out there that were so much more advanced than we were, they wouldn't have to stick something up your arse, right? <laughs> to, get, to get to get information from you. <laughs> well, maybe maybe they weren't getting information. They were just sort of doing it because they could. <laughs> just to get their jollies off. I've, yeah, that, just that another, another, another thing much. for the home video collection. <laughs> they haven't advanced that much, right? <laughs> 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 oh, that's too funny, you know. But so I've always been very suspect of that stuff, you know. Um, and of course, when they when they ask those people, when they get those artists to give renditions of the of the images they saw of the aliens, it's always the same shape, right? It's always the same shape you see in the movies, <laughs> the alien head. So it, I've I've never really you know believed any of that stuff. But but there's stuff up there that we don't know what it is, right? There's definitely stuff up there that we don't know exactly. Of course. But then if you think about the reality, once again, if you have any kind of uncommon sense, it would make sense that there, there, there would be – it would make sense that there would be life somewhere else, right? Not just here. So, yeah, of, 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 of course, I, I'm, the, the universe is far, far, far too large. We know, we, we know basically nothing about it. Um, right. And, and, we, and what we like to tell ourselves we know – is never certain like people believe people use phrases like the science has settled on something right that's a lie the very nature of science itself is to not be settled right and that's proven by uh, for example the calorific theory of heat that was around for a while and then it turned out to be bollocks and they moved on and then you've got uh, New newton newtonian mechanics or you've got uh, einstein's you know, general relativity theory all all upset once you start getting into uh, quantum, right? So there is no science, there is no settled science, and that is the nature of science. But people want to believe. Stupid people use actually say that phrase and believe it. Like the the science on COVID, on COVID is settled. Totally bullshit. It's not. Well, like I was, saying, like I was about to say, many of the same people who are telling us, "Oh, you're crazy." There's no other. There's no other life out there. The same people who said that cloth masks are going to stop a, a virus from getting into your system. <laughs> the exact same people, you know. So once again, like you said, a lot of them, they 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 pretend they know a lot more than they actually do, right? Because there's one thing a scientist or a doctor seems to, especially these days, they can't simply say we don't know, right? They can't for some reason they just simply mm. can't say we we're, we're unsure. This is this is a this is evolving science. This is ever changing science. It's not settled. They don't, they don't want to say that. So that is, uh, you know, once again, I, I'm, I'm very open to the idea that there could be other life out there somewhere. 
Um, and if it's, it's probably obviously not directly in our own solar system, but beyond but it. Yeah. One, one of the, I mean, if you look in the chat now, there's some, there's this kind of like, um, you know, pro narrative troll who's sort of popped up recently, who basically has, has deliberately mischaracterized what I've said as UFO balloons, ET, COVID, Ukraine drone, mustard gas, Trump, all in one conversation. I just got conspiracy bingo. But nothing I've said is, is anything to do with conspiracy, right? In, in any, in any discrediting sense, right? I'm simply commenting on stuff oh. that has been confirmed by the U.S. government itself. Oh, much. I thought Raul, I thought Raul was writing the lyrics to another Billy Joel song. You oh, yeah, yeah, could have been. T sorry, yeah, COVID sorry. Ukraine. Oh my God, there. Here we go. We didn't start the fire. It was always. But that sounds like a Billy Joel song he was writing. But yeah. Oh, okay. Right. And, and then, and 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 um, if we look at like, uh, and he's also so saying zero hedge. The link that I just linked to is yeah. Is, is is discrediting the funny thing about zero hedge is this it got correct hunter biden's laptop immediately once once the mac the, uh, the 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 computer shop owner came out with a public statement zero hedge was reporting it turns out it's correct it called russiagate correctly it called covid correctly from the from inception in, including referencing Xi Jinping Li uh, as the creator and referencing the scientific research that she had done, which which admitted that essentially um, the thing was being worked on prior the pandemic. Okay, so so this you know this is just this is just the level of people's uh, knee jerk reaction to d depress uh, any conversation that undermines the pro-US narrative. Raul, come right? on. Raul understands. Gator, come on. You and I are crazy. You want real news? Read USA Today. Yeah, exactly. That, that, exactly. That's the real it's news. all in CNN. Yeah, CNN, USA Today, MSNBC. Stick to those three, sprinkle in the Times and Washington Post, and that's that's the real news right there. And, the and then if story. you need it confirmed, just make sure you check all the blue ticks on Twitter because they, they are the ones who are allowed to... to, to hey, I got a blue check mark now, but I pay for mine. Yeah. Did you notice he's doing? I have to get to Elon Musk. He's starting to fucking get me upset now. Now we now we have all these multi colored check marks. Have you seen this now? No, not, I haven't. Now, now, it's, now it's yellow and green and red and blue is just a regular person like me who pays for it. But if you're if you're if you're if you're fuchsia, you're an actual organization. You're a politician. You're orange. Come on with these fucking check marks. Have one blue check mark or no check marks and get over it, right? Yeah, I mean, but is he charging different prices for the different colors? Well, the ones, the I think if you're a politician, if you're a real politician, a verified politician, you get a certain, you get that color. You don't got to pay for it. You should but get think brown if you're a politician. Yes, for the color of shit. Is that what you're trying to say? Okay. <laughs> I thought I'd, I thought I'd actually say what you're thinking. Um, but uh, I think if you're an organization, like a news organization, like you are, you know, you're the Washington Post or the, L or the Times or or if you're a, a like a the View or you know uh, whatever it may be, Rachel Maddow show, I think you get a certain color, but you have to pay for that. And it's, it's, he's he's, gonna, he's making it pretty expensive. If you're an organization and you want a check mark, it's going to be something like ten thousand a month. But I did tell you that, didn't I? I told you that he what his business plan was. And well, he wants to make money. The guy wants to make his forty-four billion. Yeah, exactly. Now. He's doing he's doing what I said, and he even confirmed it about two weeks after I said it to you on 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 this, right? Yeah. But, I mean, the thing is, I don't. I don't blame him, right? I mean, I don't. I'm not interested in his personal politics, right? Um, and I'm skeptical as well about 
his various aspects of his agenda given given what his interests appear to be but in his in his credit to his credit he has continued to allow the twitter files to run um and they continue to show things which literally blow apart um the the the, the cop molly coddled uh, narrative believers um to the point where their denials about what it all means uh, is is almost puerile you know you're basically looking at deep state corruption, flat out deep state corruption uh, uh, with co-opted idiots, but like Gaddy and Roth. I mean, the stuff they came out with in the congressional hearing was just a joke. It was pathetic. Right. And um, but what Twitter's all, what, what Musk has also done is he's just withdrawn Starlink support for the Ukraine military. Which I, which actually I, I think I might have said this to you before, is one of the reasons why I was thinking, well, well, you can't trust Musk because he's clearly showing himself to be a primary defense intelligence contractor enabling a war. Fortunately, he's finally got around to apparently turning that off or starting to turn it off, which majorly impacts the ability for Ukraine and the US to prosecute war in that theater. Absolutely. No, 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 no doubt about it. Right. Absolutely. You know, and look. The, the fact, the fact, the fact of the matter is, is that I, once again, I, I'm still on Elon Musk's side. I still like that further's Twitter's become free and open, more free and open now than it was before, and he's exposing all of this. And once again, we would not be seeing these hearings now if not for him, right? We wouldn't be seeing these people going up in front of the Congress if it wasn't for him and the Twitter files and, and Matt Taibbi and Schellenberger and and uh, Barry Weiss and all those people who have really worked well, worked on it, continue to work on it. There'll be more. Yeah. There's going to be more coming out about COVID and Fauci. Um, but, uh, you know, once again, though, obviously the guy is a billionaire for a reason, right? He knows how to make money. I don't know how to make money, but he knows how to make money. So he's going to want to make some money. He's going to want to get some of his money back that he spent on this thing. And so he's coming up with models to do that. Right. Well, one of the things he said about Twitter, I think I mentioned this to you before was obviously there's always been this talk about Twitter as being an absolute shithole in terms of actual IT professionalism, and it and it's been proven to be the case. They literally don't even have. I don't know if you know about IT, but when you have a big IT system, you have the live production environment, which is literally what people are using. You have a development environment, and you have various testing environments, right? And they'll all be copies of each other, right? So you do this work safely in controlled environments, and then eventually, when you've tested it, proven it all, you know that it works, and then you upload it to the production environment. Well, Twitter didn't do that. Twitter was literally tinkering with constantly in a live environment all the time. It didn't have a testing environment, didn't have a development environment. It was just doing stuff in a live system. It's completely amateur, right? Given that the size of the the user base is about 300 to 400 million, depending on how many bots you want to include in that, right? Now, Musk has said, I think I might actually have to completely rewrite the code base. That's how shit the coding is. And two of the indicators of that are that that um when he got into it he said well we're trying to we're trying to make changes and and to to speed up twitter within about two weeks of buying it which he didn't explain why and um also he said that um these labels that apply to people the the restriction labels all the visibility filtering all the controls they have was in was visible in one interface right but he's found that there is so many loose, undocumented code patches and code uh, hacks in it that there's actually a bunch of other 
filtering controls which exist for different people in different interfaces. So actually, you could be Vijaya Gaddy sitting there looking at these labels and not yep. realizing that Roth has got a load of other labels running on other people because the, the things has been sneakily coded in. All of this is total amateur night, right? And that and 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 you're looking at it going, well, what is Twitter? Twitter is a database of messages. That's all it is, right? Yeah. And it just shows yeah. recent messages based oh. of, uh, around, about, about based on some filtering rules. That's I, all I, Twitter I, is. I also have to give Elon Musk credit. If you have a blue, if you pay for the blue check mark like I do, he's yeah. now allowing you to have a uh, like basically unlimited characters, like up to three thousand characters, which right. I like. Which I like. That's good. It only shows the first two hundred eighty in the in the timeline, and then it says show more, and you click yeah, on so, show more. So now you can so write uh, now you can write a whole essay if you want. You know? Yeah. So it's becoming like Getter because Getter's got seven hundred eighty characters. Right. Oh, and, and essentially, uh, and truth, truth, truth. Also, truth. Social has more. Yeah. So all of these yeah. things are essentially merging in terms of the amount of communication to become Facebook, aren't they? That's basically, or they're all just. There's no differentiation now, is there? You can do the same shit on Facebook that you can do on Twitter, that you can do on Getter, that you can do on Truth Social. So at least pseudo competition is a uh, better than no competition. That's but, true. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, one funny thing that triggers people is that. People react on Twitter to 140 character statements or now 280 character statements, which which basically is nothing. Right. And yet they and, and so an example of this is the Seymour Hirsch article where people go anonymous source and uh, oh, no, no, not 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 that. Sorry. Scott Ritter tweeting. I'm not anti-war. Right. Well, you can't ex actually explain Twitter uh, Ritter's position on war in 280 characters you have to kind of listen to what he said but people roll it out as an attack point because they think that you can sum up one person's position in in one tweet it's like that's how stupid people are these days it's like why would you why would you treat twitter as a significant source of meaningful truth when it's got 280 character restriction just pointless but that's how what people yeah. think these days you know right Gator, thanks for the call. I'm going to go to Dan. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Always, always good hearing from you. Let's, uh, let's go. Brady, stay there. We'll get to you again. Hope your Wi-Fi is fixed, Brady. I think, okay. All right. Daniel. Daniel. Daniel, you are on and let's be heard. Yeah, I'll Good make job. this really brief. Um, if there are extraterrestrials out there, they just put us through the world's biggest uh, character test and uh, get your shit in order because you're going to be raptured, Mike. I'm going to be raptured? Yeah, you're going to be raptured up into, into the spacecraft and carried off to the promised land. And uh, Let me tell you, I would, I would volunteer. From the promised world. Yeah, I would volunteer to go. I would volunteer to go. Just to get the fuck out of this crazy house here. <laughs> well, I would. That's your reward. Would, yeah, for so, passing, passing the characters. Okay, that, that's my call. That's uh, it? Brady, you're on. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, okay. Seriously, though. Seriously. it's uh, He's very uh, short-winded these days, Daniel. Short-winded. Um, but seriously, I would go. I mean, I live in San Francisco. They can't, it, it can't be worse. It, even, with, even with the anal probes. Ah, there are plenty of those anal probes here in San Francisco. So, um, but no, it, it look, it can't be any worse than here. It can't. So I would absolutely go. If I was living in Florida, I might want. I might not want to go. I'd probably still go, out of curiosity. But here, living in San Francisco, I would absolutely go. I would go. I, I would fly up. I would go away. 
I, and I'd, I'd, I'd ask them if I could be like a journalist, if I can ask questions, if I could bring like my cell phone to record them. Maybe the trans, Google Translator could translate their language into ours, and I would do a whole report on what I saw. I could, like a real investigative journalist, but I, I, I would volunteer to go. I would go. Brady, would you go? Would you, would you go with an alien? Microphone check. You know what? When I was a younger man, I would have said, hell yes. Well, here's the thing. I'll go with aliens any day, but Daniel came in and stole my point. <laughs> Did he? That this whole, yeah, well, yeah, this whole thing is a narrative test for the alien narrative uh, that they're trying to pull. Project Bluebeam, I think, is what it is, right? Oh, okay, yeah, Project Bluebeam, okay, yeah. yeah and, and this whole balloon thing is a huge narrative test to see how much we will sign up or subscribe to this alien narrative. This is something I've been wanting to talk about for a long time, but we honestly, I can't even get to these topics in other rooms because people are so, it's just really bad out there, man. That's all I'm going to say. But why are you hosting this show at 2.40 in the morning, man? We need you to be hosting this show in the daytime. Well, you know, Brady, I've thought about stuff. that. I've thought about that. Uh, and you know, I like this little niche of being on, but you know, I guess I start 11, 11 o'clock Pacific time, 2 a.m. Eastern, but, uh, okay. I, I, I like the niche because if you go through the calendar on call in, you've got tons of shows on between like noon and like 8 p.m. So let's put it this way. It's less competition at this time. Dude, trust me, they aren't competition. Trust me, dude, they are not competition. You need to be hosting rooms at exactly the same time that those guys are hosting rooms because they suck. Well, I, I can't, like, I can't, if you look at the numbers of, if you look, I, I want to be honest, I, I'm a realist here. If you want to, if you look at the number of, um, of participants, and it's in not the, a number game anyway, like we're not in it for the likes. Come on. You know, we're here to no, have no, real conversation. That, that shows popularity. I mean, it shows popular when you, you know, Jimmy oh, who cares? He can, what's, he cares what's popular. You know, important people don't bother with what's popular. Like let's, let's cut to the knit and gritty of what's really going on here. Right. We're, so we're getting back so if people, if people want to be involved in a good conversation. They'll stay up late and call in my show. You know, I'm not saying I'm not open to changing the time. I am, but I, I just thought about and that. The, you know, yeah. then, you're competing, then you can, you know, these guys are no competition and, and your room would be full of people too. Um, you'd probably be having better Jimmy conversations. Tor, I, I actually like Jimmy Dore. I have no problem with Jimmy Dore. I mean, I, I think, I think uh, I've got criticisms of Jimmy Dore. I used to like Jimmy Dore a lot, and I've lost respect for Jimmy Dore. Actually, that's believe so it or not, funny. I, I, I've kind of gone the opposite way. I thought he was. I thought he was way too much of a, uh, way too much of a narrow-minded progressive for 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 a long period of time, and and he really finally came around in maybe late twenty twenty, early twenty twenty one to be against the COVID narrative and to start speaking out about that stuff. Um, and he got a vaccine injury. That's probably another reason why it happened. But yeah, I was really proud of him for that as well yeah. for speaking up about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think he's gone off the Bernie. He's gone off the Bernie train, hasn't he? Like I have. I think he's gone off the Bernie. Yes. Train. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. Likewise. Well, here my thing with Bernie Sanders was was Bernie Sanders was my compromise with Democrats in the left. I said, okay, you guys got me for one more vote on this one. You know what I mean? Like it. I wasn't like balls to the walls about Bernie. I had my criticisms the whole time, but man, the whole thing was just so disappointing how easily we all got played, man. Um, myself included myself. I got to admit, I got played by Bernie Sanders. I, you know, I thought it was a legitimate chance. And so right at the end, I was like, something's fi fucking fishy. This guy's not fighting hard enough. Bernie Sanders, you know what I mean? Like, 
Uh, well, I'm sure I, I, I'm I, I, got burn, I got burned twice. Brady in 2020, I'm afraid to say this. I'm embarrassed to say this. Keep it between you and yeah. me. And I gave him like $700 in 2020. I gave him like $700. Oh. You know, over the course of that entire yeah. campaign, I gave him like 700 bucks, which I could really use now. But um, no shit, right? <laughs> but, but you know, but um, better times. I got, I got fooled also. But you know, there were a lot of people who were like you. You remember? You remember that both in 2016 and 2020, there were plenty of people who were Bernie supporters who were mad that he wasn't running as an independent. You know, didn't want him to run. Yeah, as a primary. Yeah, that was me. Well, yeah, they, was people tough. were saying if the Democrats are gonna are gonna you know blank you up the ass, why don't you run as an independent? And we know the reason mm-hmm. because he's a he's a Democrat and he wanted to sheep herd herd people into the Democratic Party. That's all. Yeah, he's a fucking phony. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's like, the, uh, that's the only. Is that catch, is it catcher in the rye? Is it catcher in the rye that that book is about? Catcher in the rye. Yes. The book the book that John Lennon's assassin and also JFK's assassin were reading. Catcher in the rye. Yeah. 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 I find that kind of interesting. I. I've, I haven't read the book myself, but I recently came across the concept of the book and I'm, I'm very interested in uh, psychological programming and, you know, uh, brainwashing, probably all that kind of stuff, mental control. And this leads me to my point about the UFOs, actually, believe it or not. Um, there's a larger conversation to be had here about these UFOs, and that is that they are completely man-made. We've known about them for years, decades and um this is just new technology that mankind is coming up with and it causes brain damage these ufos believe it or not they cause alzheimer's like brain damage and they also uh, can even kill people it could lead oh, to an early death me it's boring they're man-made that's a very boring conclusion I, I i know what a boring unfortunate narrative for everyone yes but uh I find the science to be absolutely fast, fascinating. I mean, I'm completely fascinated by this technology. It's, uh, I, I'm so fascinated by, in, by this technology that I'm afraid to talk about it in front of people I don't trust. Like, this technology is so powerful that in the wrong hands, it could be a massive pain in the ass. Like, look at what a problem guns are already. I'm already afraid of driving around traffic here in Texas because of everyone having a gun. Like, yeah, you know what only, I mean? They only but, use it to usually defend themselves for the most part. So just don't. That's not true. Don't get into any, don't get into any fender benders and say and curse and curse out a redneck because you could be in trouble. Just, you know, mind your own business. I, exactly. That's the thing. Because I, I will get in fender benders and curse out rednecks and I do get in trouble. Uh, let me tell you an interesting story. Let me tell you an interesting story, Mike. So I was at a traffic light and some fucking Donald worshiper with a Donald sticker on his truck. Uh, cuts across and clips my car trying to cut me off and uh, doesn't stop. So I have to chase him down and I have to chase him down. I mean, he started running and I chased him down and he finally pulled over into this secluded dirt road path way off, way off the highway. And he, he pulled way up in there like, come over here, fight me, bitch. You got a problem? Come over here, fight me. Oh, I parked right in my car, started recording him with my phone. And he pulled his truck right up to my car, and he attempted to push my car into oncoming traffic. Brady, I'm I'm, I'm worried about you. You have to you you can't have a temper when you're a drunk. That's why I don't drive because I have I, I could not deal. <laughs> I could I could drive if no one else was on the road, but I can't deal with other drivers. I just can't. I can't. I can't deal with morons. I, I think that Texas cars. has a massive drug. I think the whole country, the whole world, has a massive drug problem, and. The biggest drug problem is alcohol. 
Alcohol, alcohol yeah, turns people of into course. fucking idiot. I mean, it, it literally kills brain cells. This is something people don't know about alcohol. I think or it's something that they like to forget about alcohol or like to ignore about alcohol, but alcohol kills brain cells. Bottom line, there's no denying it. Not only does it kill brain cells, but it destroys glutamate receptors in your brain. Yeah. No, glutamate is like the fuel for your brain. It, it is like the fuel. So like you're literally cutting off the fuel supply for your brain when you drink alcohol. Alcohol is very bad. Alcohol is incredibly destructive. Alcohol is fine, you know, on a social occasion a drink here and there when you go out with friends, yeah. you go out to a wine bar. I like, I like that. I like a wine bar. I like a little bit yeah. of like frozen margarita now and then. But you know, I, I think alcohol is a, is a real, obviously, yeah, the biggest, the biggest drug addiction in this country is alcohol. Is it not? It has to be. Absolutely. But yeah. as a, a connoisseur drug, of mushrooms, as a, yeah, as a mushroom connoisseur, I'll say that mushrooms do everything that alcohol does, but much better. And yeah. much cleaner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what we should all be doing is just drinking mushroom tea. And originally alcohol was simply in the drinks uh, to extract the alkaloids from the plants that they were putting in the alcohol. So before the Bavarian Beer Act of the 1700s, um, when the Catholic Church ordained that all beer be made with nothing more than uh, hops, barley, and water. Those are the only three ingredients allowed in beer. And uh, before that, they were putting all kinds of things in beers, like nightshades, wormwoods, um, uh, psychedelics like cannabis, mushrooms, amanita, uh, all kinds of interesting stuff to give people a much more interesting experience. Yeah, I, I, I've never, I've never understood the allure of alcohol. It makes, first of all, to me, it makes me feel like shit. I, I totally feel like if I have, I don't have a high tolerance for it. So if I have, let's say two or three drinks, I feel uh, tired and dizzy and out of it. And, uh, and then the next day I feel like crap. And I, so I've never understood the allure of drinking. A lot. I, I've never, I, I've never, you know, I don't yeah. get it. I went out but, and got wasted on my 21st birthday, woke up and said, well, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> like, and, yeah. I, you know, I've been a very mild drinker ever since. I, I say that I don't drink just to keep it easy for people. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. But I'll have a drink every now and then. I'll take a shot every now and then, you know, uh, if I'm celebrating something, you know, if I'm having a romantic dinner, you know, absolutely. And even a little bit of wine with dinner every now and then. But honestly, I don't even like wine that much. You know, that has to be a good wine. Red, uh, red wine a lot of makes, wine is shit. Red wine makes me tired. I get very tired and lethargic from red yeah, wine. All and alcohol white, makes me tired. Yeah, so yeah. I don't. Once again, it's never been a thing where I, I've never ever really gotten drunk. Now, I've never been say that about mushrooms. Mushrooms do yeah, not yeah. make me tired. Mushrooms give me energy, like the Energizer Bunny, turn me into a productive, and it'll last for weeks too. Um, I can do mushrooms once at the beginning of the week, and the whole week is good. You know, really. It doesn't make mm-hmm. you see crazy make things? You no, I'm talking about a sub-psychedelic dose, a oh, sub-hallucinogenic dose. Okay. okay. So I'm less than a pill-sized, a very small pill-sized amount of mushrooms is wow. enough to work as an Adderall, like Mother Nature's Adderall, Ooh. but much stronger, much more effective, and you still get sleep at night. Hmm. And it lasts, like I said, for like up to three days to a week when you when you do it once. Right. And so the stuff is just efficient as hell, you know, and 
I was prescribed Adderall for 10 years in my life since from seven years old to 17, I took Ad- lots of Adderall. Like right at the end of my prescription, the doctor had to write two separate prescriptions because he legally was not allowed to write that much Adderall on one prescription. Oh my God. They were really pumping you full of that stuff, huh? They were pumping me full of 60 milligrams, slow release in the morning, 60 milligrams, slow release at noon. What was your, what did they say? You had a uh, attention deficit disorder or something? Yeah, I don't feel like I have a problem paying attention. <laughs> no, but that, that was why they, they, they gave you that as a young age? That's what they gave it to me for. That was the reason they came up with to sell my mom all those pills. What yeah. kind of effect did it have on you? Do you remember exactly? Oh, God, it's like someone pressed pause on my life, dude. It's like yeah, for 10 years of my life. Sure, that's yeah. the problem. It makes you lethargic. Mm-hmm. It's the opposite of, of what you... Yeah, look. it's like someone came in and pressed pause on my life for 10 yeah. years, and I was a walking zombie. I was a miserable... I was a potential school shooter. There you go. Um, there I, you go. I almost we killed myself. Medication of kids. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Instead of just letting people it, be... In, instead of letting, letting people be individuals, right? Letting people be their own, who they are who they are. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's, yeah, I'm I'm perfectly happy with who I am uh, off the pills. (laughs) As soon as I quit taking the pills, my whole life got better. It's like someone pressed play again. And I started surfing. I started, uh, everything just got better, man. And it was a slow, I had to, there was some repair to be done there and mushrooms, psychedelics, were absolutely the thing that did the most uh, healing. Not only did they repair the damage that had been done by Adderall, but they made me better than I would have been without them. Mm. Oh, God. Every, every show I do, I, I think of Big Farmers being more and more evil. Every show I do, I think of Big Farmers being, whether it's this one now, you're talking about the Adderall, whether it's a show I just did last week, talking mm-hmm. about they're pumping up these kids you know, who want to, they want to change their sexes and they're giving them all these hormones and they're killing them and they're yeah. making them miserable. And it's just, I, the more and more I, I think about it, I think big pharma is totally, everything they do is, everything yeah. they do is criminal. Everything they do is Yeah, criminal. and I'm a scientist. I can break it down for you on a scientific level. Break it down, for example, uh, take bear, for example. They, they make uh, aspirin, the yeah. heart medicine. They make yeah. all kinds of heart medicines, statins, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. They also produce a weed killer, and they encourage people to kill dandelions. Yeah, dandelions are Mother Nature's heart medicine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I've heard, I've heard that. I've heard that before. I've there's a whole connection to be made between the whole thing, and uh, uh, I've mentioned the proxy party platform to you before, right? You can go through it again. It's just an idea for a third party. Oh, that's, that's your third party idea. Yes, the proxy. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. I decided to call it the proxy project. I was looking into it online. I was kind of doing a search to see if I could find my project online. And what I did find was an article by a guy named Peter Monion from 2020. And he basically had the same idea I had. And he typed up this. He wrote a book about it. He made a blog, a website about it called Upgrading Democracy. And I, I linked his article at the top of my platform. And uh, I just wondering, yeah, you, you subscribe to this new party idea, right? I'm open to You're it. More li- I'm yeah, more or less down. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, cool. Like, Much like, like I said, the, the two-party system has to change. So that's just, an op- that's just a reality. The two-party system 
hasn't worked. Right. So hasn't worked. we've given it uh, yeah. a good. We've given it a good shot. We've given it uh, what a couple of centuries here. It doesn't seem to work. Yeah. No pressure to read it. I tried to keep it as short as possible. That's one of the goals. And it's this is a rough draft right now, but uh, hopefully you'll take a look at it and let me know if there's anything that you would add to it because I feel like there's a lot of room to add to this very long list of ideas. One of the more fun ideas I think you'll like is the infrared camera idea. I told you about that one, right? Yes. Yes. Excellent. No, there is, I'm, I'm once again, I'm, I'm definitely open to, 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 to talking more about it. So, um, Brady, I'm gonna let you go cause I'm gonna wrap up the show, but thanks for yeah, calling. That's great. I, as always. Thanks Likewise. For talking there. Good All right. Um, yeah. So, you know, once again, the two party system we've talked about, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. So any ideas, of a third party or, or how we can uh, improve upon the system we have in this country is definitely uh, worthwhile, I think, and shouldn't be just uh, poo-pooed because, oh, we, this is the way it is here. Be realistic, man. Be realistic, man. Once again, and, I, and I, I'm the guy who has talked many times, but I'm very glad that in this particular election cycle that just passed, I'm glad Republicans won because I wanted these hearings. Once again, there is a difference. If Democrats had won, you would not see Yoel Roth and Gaddy up in front of Congress having to answer these questions. This wouldn't, everything we're seeing would not have happened. So there is a difference. Right now, in that regard, I know it could be very, it's very narrow for some people. I think it's very important, though. Um, there's a difference. But moving forward, we need, we need a bigger, we need a better system. We need, a, we need more, than just, more than just two parties. You know. Um, and once again, that's the problem here, right? Is that if the Democrats had won, if the other party had won, 50-50 shot usually with these things. If the Democrats had won, this wouldn't be happening. So we need the Republicans to win for this to happen. What if there were three or four parties, right? And every party except the Democratic Party was, would have had these hearings, was open to these hearings. There you go. There'd be a better shot. It was basically a 50-50 proposition, and Republicans almost lost again. So it needs to be opened up. The system needs to be opened up. Opened up. Gator's not here anymore in the room, but I'd like to, you know, uh, that system is not perfect in the UK, but at least they have more of a parliamentary system or Canada where there's more, there's a possibility of more than just two parties winning and other parties, even though they might not get the, the, um, the, uh, the majority, they have more influence. They have more influence on the, on the two parties that, uh, that, that win most of the time. So but that's for a different show. This was a great show. Two hours long. We talked about a lot of things. Um, and there are four more shows to go this week. So remember, the name of the show is Unless Be Heard. It airs Monday night through Friday night, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern Time. And once again, this is Mike Kachopoli reminding you that your influence counts. Use it. <laughs>